Number one show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. A great day in the sense of becoming a consequential day, a significant day, a day that we're going to remember and go back to. Uh, at any moment, we go back to uh, uh, the press conference from the Justice Department. Uh, this is the uh, uh, Jack uh, Smith, the, uh, the special prosecutor, speaking live. Listen. And I invite everyone to read it in full, to understand the scope and the gravity of the crimes charged. The men and women of the United States intelligence community and our armed forces dedicate their lives to protecting our nation and its people. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical to the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. Violations of those laws put our country at risk. Adherence to the rule of law is a bedrock principle of the Department of Justice and our nation's commitment to the rule of law sets an example for the world. We have one set of laws in this country and they apply to everyone. Applying those laws, collecting facts, that's what determines the outcome of an investigation. Nothing more and nothing less. The prosecutors in my office are among the most talented and experienced in the Department of Justice. They have investigated this case hewing to the highest ethical standards, and they will continue to do so as this case proceeds. It's very important for me to note that the defendants in this case must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. To that end, my office will seek a speedy trial in this matter, consistent with the public interest and the rights of the accused. We very much look forward to presenting our case to a jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. In conclusion, I would like to thank the dedicated public servants of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, with whom my office is conducting this investigation and who work tirelessly every day upholding the rule of law in our country. I'm deeply proud to stand shoulder to shoulder with them. Thank you very much. Why Florida, sir? Why did you decide to bring the case Some questions for Jack Smith, the special prosecutor. Did he uh, walk off the podium, Jeremy? He uh, did not take uh, questions from the press. This was uh, uh, portrayed that it might be a press conference, but not much of a conference. Uh, the... Um, Special prosecutor, by the way, still has part of his job to do. He's also supervising the grand jury that has been uh, called up in Washington, D.C. That has to do with President Trump's role in uh, the January 6th riot on, that uh, attacked the Capitol building and his role afterward, potentially, in exploiting uh, that riot to raise $250 million to try to overturn the election. Uh, the uh, indictment has been unse unsealed now uh, just moments ago. 
The indictment concerned, contains 37 different charges on uh, seven different uh, crimes, uh, most prominently including the willful retention of national defense information. The uh, charges against uh, President Trump would carry a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison, which for uh, a guy who is um, uh, 76 years old now uh, could be a serious matter. Uh, th there is so much uh, going on in terms of responses, in terms of information that has been released here. The in, indictment includes several separate charges, uh, including not just the retention of classified documents that uh, is illegitimate, but it, it also includes uh, obstruction uh, because President Trump was allegedly at least asked to return the documents and he didn't do so, then also the idea of making false statements, uh, statements claiming that he had carefully inspected everything and returned all the documents at a time when there were many boxes of documents that he retained. Uh, there is also, uh, they have released an, uh, a transcript of a tape that they have and uh, part of the transcript, which is uh, evocative and sort of gets to the heart of what is going on here and uh, to the point that President Trump, uh, people have said, well, if they can do this to President Trump, they can do this to anybody. But most Americans out there, I, I can say I have never had it, uh, the opportunity of handling top secret documents. And I certainly would never have retained those top secret documents after I had been asked to return them uh, to their rightful place, which in this case are the National Archives. In any event, uh, there was this tape that uh, apparently uh, was taken during a time that President Trump had left the presidency. He is already a former president. He was in Mar-a-Lago in the summer of uh, 2021 and uh, the exchange between President Trump and an unidentified aide to President Trump at the time and this is again after he left the presidency uh, Trump said this was done by the military and given to me uh, I think we can probably right the aide said I don't know we'll have to see yeah we'll have to try to Trump declassify it aid figure out yeah Trump says, see, as president, I could have declassified it. The uh, staffer says, yeah, and then it says laughter. Uh, Trump, now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. Staffer, yeah, laughter. Now we have a problem. Trump, isn't that interesting? Uh, in other words, what uh, that goes to is Trump had previously said he had declassified everything in his mind before he took it with him to Mar-a-Lago. Here's a, an example where he was in conversation with one of his staffers. Uh, by the way, the, the recording took place because they were handing over, preparing some research for a book about Mark Meadows, who was his last chief of staff and was still working with President Trump at this point. Uh, President Trump last night spoke uh, 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 passionately 
uh, announcing that this indictment was on the way. It is now being unsealed. This is what President Trump sounded like last night, clip 11A. They figure the way they're going to stop us is by using what's called warfare. And that's what it is. This is warfare for the law. And we can't let it happen. We can't let it happen. Our country is going to hell. And they come after Donald Trump, weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI. We can't let this continue to go on because it's ripping our country to shreds. We have such big problems, and this shouldn't be one of them. It's a hoax. Uh, that's uh, President Trump in uh, a statement posted on uh, Truth Social last night. Uh, there have been reactions now from most of the leading uh, candidates against President Trump who have been, for the most part, very supportive of the former president. Uh, there are some exceptions. And uh, Chris Christie has withheld judgment. He's a former prosecutor. He knows that's the right thing to do. Uh, so what have the responses been from the other presidential candidates and what does this mean for the presidential campaign going forward? We will get to that and more coming up on The Medved Show, 1-800-955-1776. The greatest show on God's green earth. The whole thing is a scam, and it's a shame, and it's a disgrace. And on The Michael Medved Show, uh, Jack Smith, the special prosecutor who has delivered the indictment on seven charges. It's 38 counts against uh, President Trump. Also indicted has been uh, Walt Nauda, who was a valet for President Trump, who, according to uh, what we are reading so far, participated uh, with him in handling these actual documents and handling them in an unauthorized way. The, um, uh, the indictment is not a, an enormously long one. It is relatively readable. And uh, as a result, there is all kinds of reaction already, not just from President Trump, but from his fellow Republicans. Uh, one of the most supportive comments by one of his fellow Republican candidates has come from uh, Ron DeSantis, who uh, uh, basically uh, suggest that uh, this was an example of weaponization, a witch hunt, uh, who was strongly in support of President Trump. In fact, the uh, tweet that Ron DeSantis sent out was uh, said the following. It said, the weaponization of federal law enforcement represents a mortal threat to a free society. We have for years witnessed an uneven application of the law depending upon political affiliation. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump, yet so passive about Hillary or Hunter? Uh, obviously, very different cases, but still cases involving scandalous behavior and potentially scandalous behavior. And there is still a federal prosecutor who is looking, uh, named Weiss, who is looking in Delaware at uh, the Hunter Biden case in some depth, and I think people are expecting there will be charges there. Uh, speaking, um, uh, he, he went on, this is Ron DeSantis again on his Twitter, 
He said, we have for years witnessed an uneven application of the law depending upon political affiliation. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump, yet so passive about Hillary or Hunter? And uh, then he goes on to say that the uh, DeSantis administration uh, will clean up the Department of Justice. Uh, There's also a... A response from Tim Scott, the Republican uh, senator from South Carolina. And Tim Scott says, you don't have to be a Republican to see injustice and want to fix it. You don't have to be a Democrat to see injustice and want to fix it. You just have to be an American and stand up for the right thing. The one thing that makes America the city on the hill is confidence in our justice system. And today what we see is a justice system where the scales are weighted. Now, that doesn't quite say it, but it it seems to suggest that he is taking the same position that other Republicans are taking, which is uh, a position supporting President Trump in the claims that this is all a hoax and this is a weaponization of the Justice Department. Chris Christie sent out a tweet that was actually probably the most appropriate. And Chris Christie is a former prosecutor. He is someone with a very distinguished record as a prosecuting attorney for the federal government. And uh, Chris Christie says, we don't get our news from Trump's truth social account. Let's see what the facts are when any possible indictment is actually released. As I have said before, no one is above the law no matter how much they wish they were. We will have more to say when the facts are revealed. And uh, Mike Pence was also uh, relatively uh, balanced, it seems to me. At least he made an attempt to be. He said uh, on the radio in an interview, uh, the former vice president said, I'm deeply troubled to see this indictment move forward. Yesterday on the road in Iowa... I had said I had hoped that the DOJ would see its way clear not to move forward here. But let me be very clear, no one is above the law. I think the Justice Department should immediately move to unseal the indictment. They've done that, just as Mike Pence suggested. I think the sooner we bring the facts forward to the American people, the better. In fact, Mike Pence sounded uh, like this when he was talking about unsealing the indictments. They have now been unsealed. This is Mike Pence, clip 10. It's not just a sad day, but it's a troubling day for millions of Americans. And it invites a divisiveness in this country that can only be answered with facts. This morning, I called on the Attorney General Merrick Garland to unseal the indictment and stand before the press and the American people and explain the reasons for this unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States. (laughs) Attorney General Merrick Garland, you need to stop hiding behind the special counsel. You need to stand up and explain to us why this was necessary before the sun sets today. The American people deserve to know the basis of this unprecedented action, and they deserve to know today. Once the facts and the laws are explained and revealed in full to the American people, we can all make our own judgment. Okay, uh, and of course, uh, the special counsel, the prosecutor, 
has already stood up. President Trump responded uh, to Jack Smith. The prosecutor indicted him. And with a photograph of Jack Smith, he seems to be wearing some kind of collegiate robes. Uh, he looks bearded and serious. And Trump uh, has a caption for that photograph. It said, this is the man who caused the lowest learner catastrophe with the IRS. He went after evangelicals and great Americans of faith. That's capital G-A and capital faith. The United States had to apologize and pay major damages for what this deranged lunatic did. He had a unanimous loss in the Supreme Court. His wife is a Trump hater, just as he is a Trump hater, a deranged psycho that shouldn't be involved in any case having to do with justice other than to look at Biden as a criminal, which he is. Uh-huh. Uh, tell us how you really feel, Mr. President. And uh, and then uh, Congressman uh, Andy Biggs of Arizona has a uh, statement on Truth Social that is, is also... Uh, kind of tough to fully decipher or evaluate. He says, we have now reached a war phase, eye for an eye. Okay, what does that mean? That uh, they're going to try to get some uh, indictments uh, that, uh, that they file uh, against Hunter Biden? They're already planning. Uh, they're already attempting to do that. He's already under investigation by the Justice Department uh, and by uh, a prosecutor, by the way, who was assigned by President Trump. This was when President Trump was assigned in the Justice Department with somebody who was not a, an appointee uh, or a hire of Joe Biden. Uh, there's much more uh, responses from Glenn Youngkin and more. We will get into that, but we will also get into a major study that uh, has been uh, revealed about why people lose their religion. Does it have anything to do with politics? It's all too obvious. We're being let down by the institution. Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. And on the Michael Medved Show, uh, there is a um, statement on Truth Social from uh, Glenn Youngkin, the uh, governor of Virginia, who uh, has been talked about as a presidential possibility as time goes on and the scorecard gets filled up by more and more and more serious candidates for president. It, it is less and less likely that Governor Youngkin is going to become a candidate. But uh, what he says is he says these charges are unprecedented and it's a sad day for our country, especially in light of what clearly appears to be a two-tier justice system where some are selectively prosecuted and others are not. See, I, I think that to say that this is... Um, uh, this, um, by the way, the Glenn Youngkin piece is on uh, Twitter. It's uh, not Truth Social. But uh, he goes on, uh, Glenn Youngkin, and says, Parents in Virginia know firsthand what it's like to be targeted by politically motivated actions. Regardless of your party, this undermines faith in our judicial system at exactly the time when we should be working to restore that 
trust. Uh, the, the difficulty with that statement is that he says it appears to be a two-tier justice system. He has said that without clearly reading the indictment. Because people who have read the indictment, uh, including people who are very favorable to President Trump, have said, look, it's a serious indictment. This is not made up. It's not a hoax. It's based on testimony, sworn testimony, punishable by terjury, perjury testimony of Trump's own lawyers, uh, led by uh, someone who's identified in the, uh, in the indictment as attorney one, who was Evan Cochran, who was a former attorney representing Donald J. Trump. And uh, Jonathan Turley, who uh, was one of those voices that uh, actually was defending Trump during his impeachment crises, both of them, uh, Jonathan Turley of George Washington University Law School, actually looked at this and uh, spoke about it uh, seriously. Uh, he was on Fox News and one of the very few voices on Fox News that said, well, wait a minute, uh, when you actually look at the indictment, it's not so easy to just dismiss it and say, oh, this is overreaching and this is politicization and it's weaponization of the Department of Justice. Take the charges seriously. Yes, he's innocent until proven guilty. But uh, there is a lot of truth over here. There's a lot of uh, substance, at least, in what some of the evidence appears to suggest, and it needs to be evaluated seriously. Uh, here's Jonathan Turley on Fox News, clip 12. No, it is an extremely damning indictment. Uh, you know, there are indictments that are sometimes called narrative or speaking indictments. These are indictments uh, that are really meant to uh, make a point as to the depth of the evidence. There are some indictments that are just bare bones. This is not. Uh, the special counsel uh, knew that there would be a lot of people who were going to allege uh, that the Department of Justice was acting in a biased or, or politically motivated way. This is clearly an indictment uh, that was drafted to answer those questions. It's overwhelming in details. And, you know, the Trump team should not fool itself. These are hits below the waterline. Uh, these are witnesses who apparently testified under oath, gave statements to federal investigators, both of which can be criminally charged if they're false. Those witnesses are directly quoting the president uh, in, in encouraging others not to look for documents or allegedly uh, to conceal them. Uh, it's damaging. And uh, part of what is actually alleged here is that the president working together with his valet, Walt Nauda, who has also been indicted, he's also facing criminal charges, uh, that they actually removed some documents to hide them from Trump's attorneys who had been asked to, uh, to try to locate the documents to make sure that the documents weren't there, that they were returned to the National Archives where they belonged. Uh, Jonathan Turley had uh, the idea that uh, Trump had a new potential platform on which he could run. Uh, this is 3.5. Trump could run on pardoning himself. 
you know, for people that feel that this is biased, that this is part of a pattern, he could turn this on his opponents and actually run on his right to pardon himself. So if he's elected, even if he's convicted, he could pardon himself or he can do so before a trial occurs. Uh, <laughs> he could not do so unless he is elected as president. I don't think that the platform is uh, uh, vote for me so I can pardon myself. I'm not sure that that is going to persuade people at large across the country. But uh, uh, the uh, the idea of jumping on these charges as a um, uh, basically some kind of outrage that needs to be stopped, that it's a sad day for our country. President Trump, in his initial reaction, this is before the indictments were unsealed and that uh, anyone had actually seen them. They've now been seen and analyzed. President Trump uh, went through what he considered to be a record of unfairness and hostility toward him and his service to the country. This is clip 11B. This is a the Trump whole, statement from Truth Social. The whole thing is a hoax, just like Russia, 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 just like the fake dossier was a hoax. You saw the Durham report. You saw the Mueller report. It was all a big hoax. You had two impeachments, and they lost, and we won. And we had tremendous support. But that was a hoax and a scam. And now they're doing it again. It's just a continuation, seven years. I'm an innocent man. I did nothing wrong. And we will fight this out just like we've been fighting for seven years. It would be wonderful if we could f devote our full time to making America great again. Okay, the, the question becomes, uh, does President Trump know nothing uh, about the idea of laws concerning the protection of classified information? Uh, there's actually a flashback. It's a, a tape of Trump talking in Charlotte, North Carolina at a big rally. And he spoke in January, August 18th, 2016, and said this about the importance of the laws that he has allegedly violated. Uh, this is uh, clip one. In my administration, I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one will be above the law. Okay, doesn't that sound very directly that he is aware, at least, of the importance of laws regarding the protection of classified information? And he's also aware, and we know this because of tapes of him talking to his private aides after he left the presidency, he knows that he has the classified information and that he has not declassified it and that it is uh, problematic. Uh, this is um, uh, very, very different from the previous indictment of uh, President Trump by Alvin Bragg. First of all, that was just a local prosecutor in New York City. It was the violation of state laws. It, it had not been brought up to federal felonies directly. These are federal charges. Uh, there's a, a maximum jail term of 20 years.
And on the Michael Medved show, uh, President Biden uh, was in uh, New Hampshire and uh, he was asked, intercepted by the press, asked about his uh, reaction or his involvement, if any, in the uh, indictment of President Trump uh, with uh, seven charges, 38 counts, very serious indictment. Uh, here was the response of the President of the United States. President Biden, have you spoken to Attorney General Merrick Garland yet? I have not spoken to him at all. I'm not going to speak to him. No comment on what happened. Okay. He said, I haven't spoken to him at all. Uh, I'm not going to speak to him, and I have no comment as to what happened, which is, by the way, the proper thing to say. And uh, one hopes that for the sake of the country, frankly, and for Biden's sake, too, that it's true. Uh, because part of the idea of the attorney general is the attorney general is not the president's lawyer. He is the people's lawyer. He works for all of us. And uh, the idea that uh, one of the things that is very troubling is the statement by many, many, many Republicans who are responding to this, that this represents a double standard, that somehow no one else uh, who is subject to the kinds of evidence that they have found against Trump, no one else would be indicted. It's one standard for Trump, a different standard for everybody else. And the difficulty with that is uh, there's a, recently a, uh, a lieutenant colonel who was uh, found to have mishandled classified documents and to have done so knowingly and willingly. He was sentenced to three years in prison. And uh, it is a very parallel case. And uh, uh, it could uh, go along with these. Um, and uh, the, the idea that it is only Trump who is being held accountable for uh, the mishandling of classified papers, then people say, well, what about Biden? Uh, first of all, what it was with Biden, there is no reason to believe, and no one has it yet, that, that Biden actually knew that those papers were in his, the office that he operated at University of Pennsylvania, which is one of the places they found them, or that uh, the uh, papers were in his garage near his Corvette. You remember all of that. We've all heard about that. Uh, Biden may not have even been aware of that. There's no question at all that President Trump was very aware of this. We have him talking about it and then arguing about retaining the papers. And the same thing with Mike Pence. Yes, he had a few papers that he shouldn't have had that were in his possession, but the evidence is that he didn't know about them, and he returned them, as Biden did, immediately when asked. The question really here becomes, what was it about President Trump that led him to handle the situation so differently from other people involved with classified papers? and with classified documents. It's why I don't think Tim Scott, who's run a very good campaign for president so far, I think he's a serious candidate, he's somebody that I respect, but Senator Scott was on Fox News where the entire, uh, I heard it live actually last night because I was listening, 
And they had one uh, uh, commentator after another. They had Victor Davis Hanson on. Uh, they, uh, uh, they, they had on uh, very early Stephen Miller, the president's close aide and sometimes speechwriter, all of whom were talking about how this represents the destruction of our republic. The entire thing is so unfair. Unfortunately, when Senator Scott came on speaking with Harris Faulkner, he also uh, put forward the idea that this showed that the scales of justice were weighted, uh, that somebody was tipping the scales. This is uh, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, clip six. The one thing that makes America the city on the hill is confidence in our justice system. And today, what we see is a justice system where the scales are weighted. That mm. seems to be the outcome of where we are today. As president of the United States, I would purge all of the injustices and impurities in our system so that every American can have confidence that they will be seen by the lady of justice with a blindfold on. That is what we need in this nation, not more political politicizing of the issues. Okay, the the idea is the idea that these issues are all politicized goes against the fact that, for instance, the Durham report, which came out and was such a big disappointment to so many uh, Republicans. John Durham was appointed not by Joe Biden, uh, not by Barack Obama. He was appointed by Donald Trump. And uh, again, so much of this involves people on both lies there's uh the idea that this is all a um a, a matter of partisanship or one-sided politically motivated uh, application of the law i i haven't heard yet uh chris christie's audio response other than his tweet but we have it now here is Chris Christie's response to the indictment, former federal prosecutor, governor of New Jersey, clip four. Well, look, I don't know, um, you know Brian, exactly what they're going to find mm -hmm. and what's going to come in any indictment that may come. But I will say this. The problem with all this is that it's self-inflicted. Uh, you know, in the end, I don't know that the government even knew that Joe Biden had those documents or not. Right. Um, but they did know Donald Trump did. And in fact, asked for them voluntarily for over a year and a quarter right. um, and got them back in dribs and drabs and, and at least if you believe the accounts that you're reading right now and I and I take them with a grain of salt because I did this work for seven years and I know you can't believe anything until an indictment comes out. If in fact you're keeping those things knowingly even after the government has asked for you to bring them back. The excuses about, oh, they were classified, declassified automatically when I left the office, well, that's just wrong. I mean, I know that is a legal matter. Mm -hmm. um, and the problem with this is, let's go to pull it back for a second. It's a bigger problem whether he's indicted or not. Okay, uh, and uh, again, he has been indicted uh, at, at this point. And uh, one of the questions uh, that, that people ask about is, okay, so what happens to his campaign with this indictment? There's nothing, even if he were convicted, even if he were already sitting in jail, he would still be eligible to run for president. We have had people who have been 
significant presidential candidates who have run from jail. In uh, 1912, Eugene V. Debs got over a million votes as the socialist candidate for president when he was in jail. He was put in jail for pacifist activities. He opposed World War I. Uh, so there is nothing about this that will prevent Donald Trump from running. There are people who believe that this will actually help him if uh, he runs. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the questions uh, that has been posed is if he is charged, he's been charged, if he is found guilty of the charges, will they offer him a plea deal? Uh, no prison if you end your campaign and never run again. Uh, I'm not sure that it would really work for federal prosecutors or judges to put forth that kind of a plea deal. Uh, but it could be certainly in, informally uh, offered by President Trump. Uh, the, the, the notion that this represents some kind of wrong or the fact that it's being done to Trump is an indication that it could happen to anybody. Uh, honest to goodness, why do you think that with all of the other presidents, and there have been a bunch of them, certainly in the modern era, look at uh, presidents just since 1900, for instance, uh, and vice presidents and officials of government, the idea that this hasn't happened to uh, any of those other officials and even some of those very polarizing presidents, uh, with all of the other charges they brought against Richard Nixon eventually forcing him to resign, uh, nobody, of course, put forward this charge. But uh, coming up on The Medved Show, we have uh, John Yu, a law professor from University of California at Berkeley. We have uh, Jennifer Gross about why so many Americans are leaving religion and other indication that social issues, uh, social conservative issues, are rising in popularity in this greatest nation on God's green earth.